Welcome to the Cabling Podcast. Remember to punch down on that like button. And also, subscribe to Cabling News. I know that a lot of your expertise is in data center, so I want to take you to kind of a data center uh, oriented question uh, now. Uh, The world is arriving at what we might call a post-pandemic reality. Every week we hear about technology companies that uh, are overstaffed and are now scaling back their workforces as they figure out what their right size is. And even though this is happening in places, uh, we don't get the sense that the flow of information through entertainment, commerce, gaming, business communication is letting up. So uh, while we hear about uh, in the news about a big tech slowdown, uh, it seems a, a safe bet that there's no slowing down within the data centers of large scale tech providers. Is is that a correct read on the situation? I, I would say yes and no, right? Uh, obviously, even the large companies and what we're seeing recently are subject to shareholders and meeting financial expectations and stuff. But all, all the things that you hear in chat GPT is just the latest and how we're going to change search engine technology and all of that. AI is going to enable better business processes and it's going to make us more efficient as humans, right? And so there's a big rush to, to install AI type applications out there. And so we see growth coming and continued from that. The world didn't stop when COVID happened, right? So that did at some sense mean we had probably enough data center capacity, but we are full to the brim on that, right? And so some of the slowdown in tech means that um, those of us that are in tech or need data centers, we may elect to not necessarily build our own data centers. We may elect to go to cloud. And so that brings the uh, capitalization back down to an expense ratio. And for that reason, we do see cloud continue, companies continue to to move out there. The other thing that's still driving cloud is what we talked about, latency, right? So we have large generic data centers that exist in power efficient areas that may not be necessarily in, in pools of, of high population areas. And so we need to continue to build up that infrastructure that puts data centers closer towards population bases. Some some of these could be large data centers or some of them could be smaller. Now smaller is relative when we talk about cloud scale size data centers, right? A hundred thousand square feet could be smaller in some cases, but it could be small. So we continue to see activity in data center. I, I would say it's fair to say that the expansion's continuing. Uh, could it slow? Yes, it could. There, there's multiple reasons, right? There's uh, areas that are running out of power. There's people don't want data centers in their backyard. There's different things. And so there's different forces that are faced. But by and large, we're seeing cloud companies continue to, to expand and, and get the advantage there, right? The, the world needs more places to put things. And these guys are providing a good service to do that. Thanks for that. And uh, another uh, industry uh, 4.0 question um, for kind of the Bixie RCDD crowd. Do you think industry uh, 4.0 will uh, accelerate design cycles? And um, how specifically do you think the technology uh, will be used to transform businesses? Well, in a few ways, right? So if, if we look at the world today, 
even though we talk about tech slowdowns and we talk about all of these things, there's physically not enough people that are trained to do things, right? And so we're looking for alternate methodologies in, in how we make our businesses more efficient. So I think that drives more usage of Industry 4.0 and, and different things that are out there. Uh, you know, certainly there's workforce work that'll be out there that's in hardcore industry, right? Uh, a lot of industry has been computerized for a while, but this may require different wireless requirements and stuff. If you think of, uh, uh, let's call it a distribution center, there's a lot of robotics where robots actually move shelves around to make things more efficient. Factories like that operate entirely differently than a, a purely manual workforce. So I think there's a blend that's coming, right? We're going to want this industry 4.0 to do some of the the menial stuff that we can do, right? And we can do more efficiently, perhaps without the uh, workforce that's not available. Let's put it that way. And then save the those jobs where human intervention is needed for that, right? So I think even though there's 8 billion people in the world, we're still faced with a, a labor shortage, which is weird to say, right? When you think of this pure scale of people, but... And it's also the trained people that we're up that are we're missing. And so, when you think of these large cloud hyperscale data centers building AI, certainly they're building it for us to use and to be more efficient. But they're also using it to fix their own problems and to run their data centers, right? So there's multiple uses for this AI, and so it it, it is applicable in every facet of life, and it's going to make us more efficient. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned uh, data centers again, because I can't resist uh, asking you another uh, data centers uh, uh, question. Sure. Um, and it's related to fiber broadband, which is another thing that we've uh, ripped up our coverage of at CINM. Uh, people may not intuitively connect the United States rural broadband access initiatives to data centers but CINM believes data centers will play an essential role in rural connectivity over the next several years. Can you paint a picture for us of how data centers fit into the country's ambitious plan to provide broadband uh, to so many uh, rural homes and businesses and around the country, not just rural, but. Yeah, well, well, absolutely right. I mean, data centers are at the heart of everything. When we think of broadband, there's really two things that we think of. One is internet connectivity, which requires a data center to get you all of your IP addresses and all of those things that you certainly need. But a lot of time, what's being pushed across that broadband is content, right? And so those contents could be either owned by the data center provider, it could be owned by a cloud provider, or it could be owned by the content company. But all of those things that we're looking to get pushed through on broadband require some form of data and that data is going to more than likely exist in a data center now when we talk about video content and all of those things those are again latency sensitive applications so it's it's not okay for a video to take two minutes to start, right? Generally, we're of the world where we flip a channel, we get the content coming along. And so what that drives is the need for data centers that are closer to people 
and you might only need 20 to 30 seconds of that movie and have the, the larger portion of that movie at a central data center because buffering takes care of, of that, right? Because you can advance and load that. But we definitely see the broadband push and having higher speeds and connectivity into your home requiring more data centers because what you're going to be pulling through that is data, right? And we think of video Video is actually now data content. Voice is actually data content, right? And so gaming and all those things also continue to further uh, proliferate those data centers and require more data centers. Also, when we do these things, we're going to need places to store the content that we're either pulling or creating. And that also requires more data centers to store that information. Thanks for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, another question, uh, one thing that never seems to let up is the need to increase fiber density um, in, in the data center. Um, can you sort of connect the dots uh, towards uh, what is increasing um, this density uh, among hyperscales, telcos or others? Um, what's driving the need for increased uh, dense, uh, high density connections Sure. Um, the physical connector types that, that you see being used most often and uh, what Comscope recommends in the way of fiber and cable management for high density. I mean, there's a few things that drive the need for higher de density, right? Is when we build these data centers, we're adding more and more things to these, right? So we're adding servers that takes capacity, but now we're also adding networks that monitor all these things right in the form of, let's call it industry 4.0, since that's where we started. So that then requires another sub-network to do things like that. But what drives sometimes the higher fiber counts is when we first put out higher speeds, let's call it 400G today and 800G is what we're seeing. The cheapest means to make those connections is to actually use parallel paths, right? It's to take eight 100 gig lanes to get to 800. And that actually then requires 16 fibers, if you will. So what required, say 100 gig requires two, 400 gig requires eight, 800 requires 16, right? Now those eventually scale back. So you can use wave division multiplexing or all of those things, but to get the most connections and to get the most bang out of the buck, parallel ends up being a methodology, right? Also what we're seeing, right, is AI. We talked about latency and all of those things. AI definitely has a latency push, right? There's only so far that you can go for these AI uh, computers to work today before latency causes issues. So what that means is as you place your AI uh, hardware in there, you're going to place a lot of it. And there's there's just more hardware required to do the AI, right? The amount of compute that's required to, to do this type of work is, is high. So then that means that you also have more fiber to do that. Also, as we expand data centers to get closer to the population pools, we're now having to run 20 or 40 kilometers of fiber between these spots to get the kind of connection and speeds that we want. So everything, as you can see, to avoid latency, to add speed, to add devices just requires more fiber. Thanks for that. And um, to, to, to kind of wrap up here, um, it's February now, 
still kind of the beginning of the year. Uh, what would your, uh, any predictions for 2023 in terms of obviously industry 4.0, data center, enterprise, industrial cabling, connectivity deployment spaces, any uh, forecasts? No, I, I mean, I think you touched on it before, right? The world is data driven and, and we all like our connection and our speed, right? So as 5G builds out, that's going to require a data center, right? Because it requires being closer to, to data pools. As we get more entrenched in AI, right? You've heard the big tech companies talking about putting AI into search engines so that you actually get what you're looking for right off and all of those things. So as you add AI, that requires compute power and all of those things. In order to be a more efficient world, right? And to work within the confines of the population base we have that that can do the type of work we're looking at. We actually need this. And then to improve supply chains and to do all of those things, we actually need the information that we're gonna derive from the IoT, the AI, the quantum computing, and all of those things that are out there. I, I mean, I believe AI right now will drive us for a while. The next big phase of data center will be quantum computing, right? When quantum computing comes along, that'll be the next big, fiber driver, if you will. And so we continue to see, and I appreciate it, right? And I hope everybody else does too, is all of the benefits that we derive from this, it, it needs to be placed somewhere and it just happens to be data centers today. I think the landscape of data centers are gonna change. We're still gonna have large behemoth data centers, can't get away from that. But we're also going to have expanse of all of these edge type deployments. We've heard edge for a long time. There hasn't been a killer application outside of gaming, right? Gaming does pay some bills, but it doesn't pay the large amount of bills. But we do see applications coming along. It's kind of a field of dreams, right? Build it and they will come, right? And so it's just a chicken and egg right now on is the application there? Do we need these edge data centers? But we are finding that latency is probably the biggest driver for the edge data centers today, right? And the, the applications will build off of that for sure. So my prediction is this, data centers will grow, right? How quickly, you know, macroeconomics and polit geopolitical things always play a part in things that we're looking at, right? But because of those geopolitical, we're also driving more data centers, right? Because they're data sovereignty. People are trying to keep uh, data within their countries or within the confines of, of their borders. So that drives more data centers also. But what we see is lots of data centers coming along. Capacity will be there. Applications are coming along. And you're hearing the big tech companies making a push for AI and AI is really going to be the next determinant in how efficient you are at your business and how efficient that's going to be, be right? And we, we talked about being digital. This is the next phase of that is how, how are we gonna incorporate all that digital information we have and how are we gonna make intelligent use out of it, right? So big data, IoT, AI, all of these things, AI is going to help us to understand what all these data points we've been collecting are come to, right? So I think it's, a, it's an exciting world. It's gonna enable new applications. I think it's going to make us more efficient Certainly what COVID's driven us to is 
is is a hybrid world, right? Uh, there's those of us that like going to a workplace, and there's definite efficiencies and benefits of being uh, in a group of people. But there's also labor pools and all of those things that exist outside of where those areas may be. And this allows the world to be more connected and, and to interact in the way we want to in a manner that's more efficient than what's been out there before. Great stuff. Uh, thanks for that. Lots of uh, food for thought uh, there as we continue our coverage, uh, the industry at cabling installation maintenance. So I want to thank you for joining us here on the Cabling Podcast today, Cam. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day.